Welcome to the B Major Podcast with Noah Aronson. I am Noah Aronson. I'm a recording artist, composer, performer, and intentional mover. I create music and interactive experiences to activate creativity in the mind and body. This podcast is a playground for you to explore the intersection of wellness and creativity. My process involves activating the voice by dropping into the body. I developed this method to help me battle depression and anxiety, and now I'm excited to share with you how creativity can be a powerful modality to add to other wellness and healing practices you may have. I call it the Revoice Method, and all of the music you'll hear on this podcast will be a result of this creative practice. Each week, you'll hear interviews with practitioners working in the wellness and creativity space, be guided through meditations, and will be invited into my revoice method. It is my belief that we are all quote-unquote creatives, and when we can activate our creativity authentically, we can all be happier, healthier, be more joyful, we can all be major. Welcome back to the B Major Podcast. Today's episode is about finding the creativity in our body. I interview Nico Allen, a New York City-based movement catalyst, and we'll be talking about creative movement as a practice. Nico and I have had the honor of witnessing each other in movement over the last five years through the Five Rhythms community, and today we dive into dynamic discussion of how movement can activate the creativity in our bodies and how dance can be a powerful healing modality. So where does creativity live in our body? That's a very personal question, and each of us experience it moving through us in different ways. The goal would be to feel it through our whole body, and there are certain activities which help us experience that. Sex is a great example of a full-bodied creative expression. Sex is truly beautiful, and I would say holy, when both partners can be in their bodies, in the fullness of their expressions of love and creativity, and can co-create together. Perhaps that's why we call it procreation. We enter into this sacred practice for the biological purpose of creating new life, and we enter into it spiritually to experience the fullness of our creative expressions. For me, Singing and dancing are also beautiful pathways for accessing creativity through my whole body. In both activities, we are inviting in breath and rhythm and letting the sound move us. In dancing, it moves our bodies, and in singing, it moves our breath to create expression. Singing and dancing are both creative and spiritual practices for me, and they are essential in my process for both artistic creation and also mental health. So let's drop into a moment of movement here together. If you can, find a place where you can move freely or simply stay where you are and try to tap into the movement within. We will move today to my song, Down Dirty, off my new album, Move. Yes. So dropping into this beat, where does it live in your body? In 
invite in breath. And see if you can entrain your breath and your heartbeat to link up with the rhythm of the music. parts of your body, what is the sensation at the bottom of your feet? body wants to move is beautiful in this moment. See if you can tap into the creativity that is wanting to move through you. Can you drop into your hips? What are your hips saying to you right now? Inviting in some movement with the arms and shoulders. Can you move your spine in a way that is playful today? Yeah, letting yourself just express your creativity through your body. Deep breaths, we're gonna wind down now. Yeah, just breathe and stay with this new energy that is coursing through your body. Stay with it. What can it teach you in this moment? The space that you've created in this moment, what is it communicating to you?
Take a few more sweet breaths. Breathing in space, presence, awareness. Final deep exhale out. Yeah. And see if you can find a position again where you can receive the wisdom that will emerge from my interview with Nico Allen. So I am here today with Nico Allen, a New York City-based movement catalyst. He holds classes and talks a lot about creative movement as a practice. You can follow him on Instagram at bodywork, and we're going to send a link to you because there's actually a, a, a hyperlink or what do you, what do you call it, the, the, the little line in it? Oh, uh, the underscore. The underscore, yes. <laughs> Yeah. There's no O in the work part. So it's body W underscore RK. Uh, and we'll put a link up there so you can access him and all the amazing things that he's putting out on Instagram right now. So Nico, it is such a joy to be able to have this time together in this way. Thanks, Noah. It's, it's really good to be here with you. This is fun. I'm yeah. Um, Nico and I have been uh, dancing together uh, for about five years uh, in the Five Rhythms community. Uh, and so we've been able to uh, kind of move in the same spaces for a while. And, and so it's a real uh, joy to um, have the experience to kind of now go into the mind a little bit because we, we've, we've done a lot of moving and body work together. Uh, but um, the ability to kind of now talk about it and process it is going to also be exciting uh, as well. Um, so I know a little bit about this because I know you as a friend, but I would love for you if you can tell us a little bit about your journey and what led you to be doing specifically the work that you're doing now. Oh, that's, that's, that's a, a big, uh, it's a big journey because it's the, it really is the, the journey of my relationship with my body, right? And so it's fairly, in my experience of it, it's, it's fairly epic because it's, you know, I'm 33, so it's 33 years long. Totally. Um, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I, I can, I'm happy to share about my, uh, you know, like what it was like, what it was like growing up for me. So that to give kind of paint a, a picture of, you know, where things have been and where things have like, what, you know, where the journey of dropping into my body has brought me. So yeah, talking a bit about um, your childhood experiences and um, what was open and what was blocked for you. I mean, I think it is incredibly, incredibly helpful. Um, and um, I also know that you um, studied theater acting. Uh, and so like how that might've played into where you're, uh, the work that you're doing now too. Totally. I mean, long before. Yeah. So I, I guess I can, I guess I can start by, by saying that, uh, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really raised in an environment where the body was a safe place. Um, I was raised in a very conservative home. I was, uh, I was raised in a, a very, um, uh, 
kind of conservative Christian home and a lot of like the natural impulses, particularly me. I mean, I identify as a gay sort of like man, but even that's like very like my, you know, work with my gender and, and gender identity is, is something that has, you know, is currently like fully um, I'm, I'm moving with and my queer identity is continuing to evolve. And, uh, but when I, when I grew up, uh, you know, as a young person, uh, all of this was kind of starting to percolate and, and it was my natural impulse. Like this was my like impulse from my body. And I, and, and, you know, it also was, I was in an environment growing up in Catholic school where just, you know, through existing in that space, I was receiving the messages that like, you know, these, these things that are coming through you are kind of dangerous. They're kind of like, this is kind of, you know, you're like that you're not supposed to be this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and also like, again, being like, you know, being like a boy who like, just really didn't like, like just really didn't fit in with like in my hometown with like other boys. It was, it was very confusing. Cause it was like my nap, what, like, what is happening? Like what is coming through me? Um, I didn't have the words for it at eight or nine, but I just knew that like whatever I naturally did was like, you know, felt like was problematic uh, based on the environment that I existed in. And so I, I remember specifically at a, at a certain point, like in probably like eighth grade where I made a decision where I didn't want to feel anything. anymore. Like I just, I, I just didn't, I, I was like, I'm too sensitive. I feel too much. I have too many feelings. I don't know what's about like, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's all this conversations of like, you know, beginning puberty too, that is ha- like all of that's happening. But it was just like, I just don't want to 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 like I don't want to feel anymore and so I kind of found myself going on like a journey of tr- of trying to be as impenetrable as like as I could be um and and you know I kind of went the opposite direction before getting obviously getting involved in in um you know working with my body so you know for me that looked like I mean, in high school, a lot of perfectionism, a pretty severe eating disorder. Um, I uh, was, you know, pretty um, like, like very, very, very thin and used, you know, use that to kind of, I mean, I use it for a lot of things. I don't need to get into the motivations, but it was part of my relationship with my body and my relationship with myself was, was this relationship with food hmm. and how I, how I treated it. Um, and as I got older and left home, that translated into uh, a relationship with substance abuse and, you know, turned into being a, a fairly uh, heavy substance abuser because of how effective it was at kind of getting out of my own experience. Like I really had, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, it, it was very true that when I, you know, first experienced being altered drunk in some way and I experienced a sensation that wasn't me kind of locked in my own cage of of anxiety and shame I it was like this wild spiritual experience because I was like oh my god I'm free so then I just used it for everything um that I could that I could and um so that was kind of the journey obviously out of myself and getting sober um my creative practices 
which were happening parallel to this, but my creative practices in theater and my creative practices with music were like the tethering points to my body because I needed to use my body as the tool to do these things, which I loved. Hmm. But I didn't have this awareness at the time. It was just, that was, you know, just what was going on. Um, and, 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 you know, I had a passion for music. I went to music school for my undergrad and, um, you know, wasn't really putting the two together that my relationship with my body can perhaps impact my craft or impact my artistry. Um, but that, you know, that was sort of, you know, my journey for the, for, for that time. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up like, long story short, not to like, I mean, I guess we could make this, uh, you know, I could draw this out too much. The Sparknotes version is just I, <laughs> I, you know, eventually at some point got, you know, got sober. And also I entered an acting school. And in this, in this particular school, it was really devoted, which is so funny now because the intelligence of this plan of like being in an environment where I so deeply distrusted my impulses. And then I entered this, like in emerging adulthood, I entered this school that was all about like being like learning to be true and act from just natural impulse. And it was all about deconstructing um, like how I've been socialized to behave so that I can actually be a truthful artist mm. in my body. Because, you know, we had so many things that we walk in this room as a acting cohort, we would walk into this room and be like, everyone's trying to be polite and was trying to, you know, trying to like, like act through all of their socialization. And that was a tough thing because if you want to get to the truth, you've got to be able to let that down a bit. So, so that was my first journey. And when I was there, I entered uh, the movement program just because, you know, some, some, uh, some of my teachers there were like, you could really use this. And uh, I had been pretty physical in my life. Like I had worked out and like, like been like physical, but I'd never really been expressive um, mm. in this way. Mm. And so when I landed in, in this movement class, it was really fascinating because I would move. And for like the first six months, I would just like end, I would like end on the floor, like shaking, sobbing, and like didn't know what any of it was about. It's just wow. like, what is happening to me? But like, I am feeling I'm feeling this this is happening but I don't know like what it's connected with or anything it's just like like giving the space it was like felt like this backlog of of like grief and processing from the body just wanted to come through and so that was fascinating but that was also um where I fell in love with moving creatively and realizing oh I have a body and oh I like it feels amazing to be able to express with it and the times when I, th those times would be so um, potent when I would actually get out of my head because I had been so in my head about like who I was, how I needed to be, how, you know, how much I needed to achieve in order to justify my existence as a broken Catholic gay man. Like all of this, all of this was like constant spinning in my head. So the few times when I just got lost in like creative motion, was wild because I was like, wait, that stopped. And I'm like, so like free and alive. And it's amazing. Like it was, it was, you know, an actual taste of, of something I really hadn't 
experienced before that that freedom it's so beautiful i mean every aspect of your journey resonates with me i'm uh and so grateful that you're sharing it here um with such authenticity such vulnerability such openness uh and just my, my heart goes out to you and to everyone who uh has to experience those poisons that are given to us from the outside world and when we're so young and so impressionable uh, and we we think that our teachers, our parents, and our, and all of those people that they they hold the truth, and then they're 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 feeding us these things that wind up just staying with us. And I'm I'm just so grateful that you're 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 sharing uh, your experience and, and really resonate with it because uh, it, it reminds me of of things from my experience, and I'm sure our listeners are 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 hearing this and resonating it with it within themselves as well. And I love the fact that you. Um, that like you found that creativity was part of your wellness, part of the journey back into your wellness. And so much of what we're talking here about here on this B major podcast is about the meeting point between creativity and wellness, that it's not necessarily, I'm going to acting school to become an actor, right? You're going to acting school to like become the most Nico that you can be, you know? And um, it's, it's just, beautiful that you are an embodiment of that um and and so you were in acting school you were in this movement class and and then and then what like how did how did that shift into then you not pursuing an acting career but now being this you know, movement catalyst mm. well i it's funny because i don't I, i've said this a few times to a few friends and you know i don't really see at least the way I view it, I don't actually see like a departure from one thing and an arrival into another. I certainly, I certainly can say that like my focus because of, you know, the time and investment that I have made into a movement practice and like in my own practice of dropping into my body. Um, my focus over the last like four or five years has absolutely been you know, like, like movement trainings and somatic work and dropping into, uh, you know, like I've, I've been doing the five rhythms training for a long time. <laughs> and, and like, so, so there's, I, ne I haven't really seen it as a departure. It's certainly been different. Like I haven't been in a scene study class maybe for, um, for a minute. But like the instrument that uses both of those is really, really is the same thing, right? Like that, like like acting is a body-based practice. If it's the kind that interests me, it's I mean, I can't think of a kind that isn't, but the the kind that I the technique that I studied and the lineage that that I'm a part of, it's 100 percent an acting practice. It's 100 percent energy work. Like it's all of these. Uh, like things that fascinate and amaze yeah. me and 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 I didn't really see a departure it's just that we weren't using uh like we weren't using a script we were we were using movement as a way to tune but I very easily could bring in a script and turn and very easily like a dance can be human behavior with words like it doesn't you, there's no actual departure from the place that we work in, which is like the creative channel, like I, yeah, the creative channel of the body, which is, you know, just our impulses, the awareness of our impulses that are running through us, the awareness totally. of 
of what's going on and being able to express that. Yeah, I, I, I talk a lot about um, trying to separate the words creativity from art, that they are two different things. Obviously, we need creativity to 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 manifest art, but um, I, I wonder if because you you talk a lot about creativity and and creativity in the body, and when I've taken your your classes and your bodywork classes, it's um, you 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 invite uh, the dancers to kind of move the creativity in our body, and I and so I would love to hear like your definition of the word creativity and how it might be different than art, mm. um, you know, because. Like there's one thing, you know, you know, I went to Berkeley, studied, studied music. And so I could study music to be a musician so that I could be a professional musician. And, and like, so I know my scales and I know, you know, how to, how to craft music as an art. Yeah. But there's also like the music that comes out and comes through us and comes through mm -hmm. our bodies and how that can be used as like a healing practice. So I love the, the idea of like helping people separate creativity from art making. Mm. I'm sitting with that. I, I think there are a lot of people that are claiming to um, claiming to know a lot of things. And in my experience of that is that it gets really overwhelming because everyone's trying to like tell me what is true. And I just want to share what I what I what I've the things I've explored. So with through you. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, the, the things that I've explored in my practice and um and for that, like I would say it, it, regarding this that you said, I actually don't know if I'd make a distinction between art and um, between art and creativity. Hmm. I actually think that they might be the same thing. But what I felt when you were sharing that is that there is a difference between art, creativity and craft, hmm. right? And that like when we're talking about creativity, or, or like art, like, yeah, that's like what it, to me, what is that? It's the state of presence, the state of attention. It mm -hmm. lives in the same place as like somebody, another person who is a, who I view as a mentor of mine, um, uh, who's a five rhythms teacher in um, Australia, used to, used to, her name's Gigi. And she used to always say, uh, or she used to say, I think in, a, in a, one of her writings, she wrote, sacred is a state of presence. And I, I remember reading it and be like, oh my God, that's how I see it. Like, that's like art too. It's like art is just present attention mm. in some way, at least for me. And then craft is like, how do you do what you do? Like, like you know, like, like, how, like how do I move? I work as a craft person. How do I act? I work as a craft person. How do I make music? I work as a craft person. Mm -hmm. um, but like the inherent state, it's like, I really feel strongly that it's like every person at their core is a creative genius and living in art. And that it's not about teaching you something to get there. It's about actually just being like, remember that all you just need to do is like kind of turn the mirror in and just know that you have this. Yeah. And that it's actually, that will, that's enough. That will take us somewhere. And so I, that's why when we were talking, I was kind of like, when you were laying that out, I was kind of like, I don't know if I would separate creativity and art because I yeah. would say that like the, um, I might've said this before, but I, did I ever tell you about when I was watching my acting teacher stir his, stir his coffee? And we were like waiting for the scene to begin. And I, and I like was watching my, my acting teacher at the Esther studio, like stir, stir his coffee. And I, um, 
got kind of like chills and I was like what is going on like I'm getting like goosebumps from this like there's some there was something that was so poetic about that and it was purely because now I know I didn't know that but it was purely because I think that he was doing it with like full presence like he was just doing it pre- like a very present um with himself and that's art that like it it, it affected me you know and so you know, there might be some people who would disagree with that definition. And I, again, that's why I say like, this is my, this is the way that I move through the world. Um, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I love that story about presence. And I love the idea that art and sanctity and sake and what is sacred are one and the same, uh, that it's about finding that, that presence uh, in, in the moment. Um, and yeah, I think the dis- distinction I was making is all just semantics. Um, but I think about, you know, that I use creativity as the vehicle um, and, and the presence as the vehicle. Um, and then art becomes like the product, the result of that. Mm-hmm. But that there, when I separate the things and I detach myself from any need to produce or any expectation that now I have a song or now I have an album or now I have a piece of art that now goes out into the world. And then it's, it's very hard to separate that from ego. And, and I want to be seen and I want to, I want this to go out into the world and have thousands of people listen to what, what that, that part of it feels like, okay, the, you know, that's the, the, the product of uh, the, uh, the result of creativity. But I also have been really finding so much, meaning in just entering into creativity for creativity's sake and the healing and the the therapy that can come from simply just engaging in the creative without the expectation of there being a product or a result at the end of it yeah i have i have been like notoriously um not talented or i don't even know if i want to say not talented but like notoriously like it has not been my comfort zone skill set or passion to engage with the industry part of creativity. Like right. I've, I've just, not, I've, and it's, it's like, I'm doing like, I'm, I've, I've been doing years and continue to do years. It's very tied into my relationship with self-esteem. And there's, there's a full, um, you know, there's a full part of that in myself, but I also, because of that journey of like my relationship with like, I love doing this work, but I, I like, I loved being an actor, but I, I couldn't like fall in love with the industry yet of acting. And so much of it was the con- how it confronted my, my self-concept because I needed to put myself out there. And some of it's not me, but I just want to also acknowledge that like a big part of it was my relationship with myself and being, being, allowing myself to be seen and put myself out. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, self-worth, self-esteem, it's, um, at the core of so much of what I am navigating through um, on a daily basis, like how to cultivate self-love, how to cultivate self-acceptance, how to cultivate then as a result of those things, cultivating more self-esteem. Totally. And it's a, it's an amazing, it, it, it is like, that's why I think, you know, a creative path is actually an incredible, it's an incredible journey into my experience of it has been it's an incredible journey into self. Like there's, it's, it, it is, there's so many learning that, that you get. Um, regarding that though, I've had some, like, I've had some time where I've really sat with like, 
we were talking about like art, like the function of art, like what it, like what is it? Because it, it, I, I don't think, I don't think that it was invented to, you know, it was invented for like it came through us because it did something, like it, it had purpose, like it, we, we did this thing, and so yeah, going back to the idea of creativity as moving experience and creativity as like, you know, like we're taking in. At least, especially now, like for me, the movement practice was so powerful because I was like, I'm taking in so, I'm in New York City, I'm taking in so much stimulus all the time. I'm always full. Like it's like the, the like processing computer is always full. And the ability to just like let, like move energy, like from a creative place in a very, in our container that we do it, it's like a very kind of wildly alive space. There's so many ways to do it. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, as kind of, uh, what's the word, kinetic as, as, it, as you know, you, you and I have spent time in. But um, just that idea of giving space for energy to move and to express what, we, what we're taking in and to express what our awareness is, is uh, taking account of, it does move energy and it does move experience. And I think that like that has been, for me, that has been 100% the reason why I, I drop into the arts. Like I love being able to come into a movement space, um, like very full of experience and leave feeling empty and spacious. You know, that's a very, um, it's a very helpful tool, particularly to live here. Oh, I love that, that like really good art and really good creativity is not putting something into you, but it's actually creating space for you. Hmm. It's actually allowing you to clear some of the noise and like experience presence in that through that 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 artist's lens. Yeah, if that's the intention of the if that's the intention right. of of the artist, I right. think that absolutely that's that's certainly a way. Um, that's certainly a way that that like art can function. You, you have been a mover in these moving classes. You started from your acting school, and then uh, I know that you've uh, you know dabbled in so many different uh, movement modalities. Five rhythms being uh, a major part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I now you're kind of stepping into this this phase of leadership, and I'm wondering how that that transition into a leadership role, how that has shifted your personal practice and how that's kind of, are you able to drop in in the same way or is it different? How is it, how is it different now to be a leader? I mean, it's an, it's another step. It's another step into um, like my work on myself because stepping out in that way um, brings me and brings me in touch with my, with, with the, with the easy and challenging parts of my self self-esteem self-concept con the clarity like all of these things about like um holding space logistics like all of these uh there's there's just a lot of moving parts about like stepping out to like hold the space that that i don't have when i was just showing up to to dance and um and so there's there's definitely a learning to like step more into that and 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 trust trust that um, 
you know, trust to that I that that I've done that I've done enough work where I can where I can step in and hold it. Um, regarding like teaching practices, one thing that I, I think the biggest thing that that was that runs my so far has run my my journey into stepping into lead like leading and facilitating um, these spaces has been uh, a, a mentor of mine a while ago you said to me you, you know you teach what you need like you 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 teach you you find you find what you need and like move the movement practice obviously it it got under my skin because there was something it was like when i stepped into a five rhythms room or when i stepped into like the get down at tasha like with tasha blank um, when i stepped into the 360 um all of these like spaces that are our movement spaces there was something like in my body that that was like crying out for me so it was very clear that it was something that i needed and that's like that was that obviously was what was running the passion and and i did at a certain point feel it switch where all of a sudden i i was going in because it was there was just a time where i was going in because it was for me it was for me it was for me and then there was a time where i came out and i was like i want to step that in, step out someday as a movement leader like it just something clicked where i was like i love this i want to hold this yeah. Um, so yeah i think i think that that's i think that that's um that was like a natural progression and then it didn't happen like i didn't immediately step into to leadership and um you know i i spent a, a long time dancing for like and and moving and by the time i was stepping out i think that it was it was still a stretch but it felt like it was time i think i would uh, just having danced with you um in spaces for several years now i would press you on that um that even though now you are leading your own classes and you are holding space in the way that you are doing now, you were providing leadership well before uh, for the space, whether you knew it or not, even mm -hmm. as a, a member in the, the class, a dancer in a dance class or in a movement practice, uh, your presence was providing leadership um, for, for the other movers in the space. Uh, and so you were already stepping up into that sort of leadership um role even though you weren't quote unquote the teacher in that in that class mm. um and also that's like i think that's an invitation for for everyone that um we don't have to be the one facilitating the class to be providing leadership and and modeling uh through our depth of presence like when we can drop in fully into our presence we are providing also guidance and and and, and also upper um an invitation for others to to feel permission to drop into that presence as well. Oh my gosh, yeah, so much. And a huge part of my journey on the floor is it's like it feels like I don't know. It almost feels like like you know we have like at least my experience of like stepping into these conscious movement spaces. It feels like walking 2.0, where we have like these basic human development things that like happen as like children, and and then and then like as an adult, it's like okay, how do I like how do I cultivate a practice of occupying my body even deeper, like even more, and like and identifying patterns and breaking patterns and finding new new movement pathways, and like all of this feels like that 
continuation of just being a human in a body. Mm -hmm. But we're like adding to that with the knowledge of being, you know, like older than, you know, like we're, 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 we're old, we're not infants, at least the people, like the people who we're currently working with are, aren't, uh, doesn't mean that the movement spaces don't have like young people they're, they're they're everywhere but I just was like I found it as an adult so I feel like there's this new discovery of like okay I'm here I'm in this I want to like really really occupy um really occupy my body and like imbue it with creativity and view it with uh you know my experience of of like being alive and here <laughs> no it's it's beautiful and also in those moments in those spaces like sometimes really challenging stuff comes up because that's part of our authentic experience right sometimes you know pain and discomfort uh comes through um and that's not always comfortable for us to navigate through those things uh, and i think that it takes a lot of courage to to enter into a practice where you're sitting with the discomfort and i know that you um invite people uh, through those moments of discomfort in your in your practice, and you 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 hold that space for them. A lot of things come up uh, in on the dance floor. Um, all of all of life is present within our bodies and our experience. Um, what's the invitation that you are um, offering to people on the dance floor? Mm. I definitely think there. I definitely think there are several invitations but if i if, if i could boil a few down it's definitely um that all of you is welcome that's a huge that's a huge part of it um i've had people who like people who um have been in class who've been like I didn't, I didn't know if i wanted to come because i had a really bad day um i had a tough day and it just you know like i wasn't feeling good and uh, you know, I, I just thought, you know, like maybe I should, maybe I should wait for the next one because I'm just not in a good headspace today. And when I hear that, I want to be like, this is the best thing. Like get in here, like get on the floor, like bring, bring all of that. Like I, I, I used to, I have in, in one of the like, uh, copies that I have for one of the experiences, I would say, bring it like we're in for body work, we're in a theater. So I'd be like, bring your drama. We're in a theater. Like. <laughs> literally i've rented a theater bring your drama like but but really what what i mean by that is that truly like bring all of it like it, the, for me my experience of this has been um it's the stuckness that sucks it's the the not moving that sucks it actually feels good to be expressive in all in all range of expression like in all colors and all emotions when we are actually in open expression of it it feels good and it moves to us faster too like whatever stuckness we're in you know in that in the, the, the time of day whatever it is or tiredness mm -hmm. like we could choose to sit in front of the tv or zone out or be on our phones forever but we're just gonna that's just gonna make us stay in that stuckness for longer Whereas like, if you have a practice like this, it'll actually move through you faster. And like right on the other side of that stuckness, right might actually just be your joy and excitement. Totally. Or it might, I also want to say it might not. And, and, and I'm like the, I want to also own that like, 
I am the champion of coping strategies that, that involve like doing nothing productive. So like sometimes the answer is Netflix and sometimes the answer is a, a, a carton of ice, like a pint of ice cream. And, and because like, I mean, I have moments where I, like just this week I had a wave of anxiety where I was like, I feel like my, it's like my, it was almost like my being wanted to lift out of my feet and just like fly away wherever it could be. I couldn't, I couldn't land here. And I was like, okay, the answer is like, rather than doing the work I'm supposed to be doing, supposed to be doing, I'm going to get a foot rub or like, I'm doing like something that will like keep me here and like keep me in my body and, and, and ground me. And, and sometimes that's as far as it's going to be. And I want to like applaud that and be like, that is actual brilliance. Like that is creative genius at work, right? Like just that your the coping strategy can be genius. We, there's also like, you know, we can, we can move it. And that, that can also be one way that we, that we can work. And there is an opportunity. And there's also the opportunity where like, I've had experiences where I've been really deeply in grief and I've ended in grief, but I've ended in grief with more space in my body rather than grief with constriction. So it's not necessarily, I don't, I don't, I also don't want to like accidentally transmit a message that it's like that there's any sort of arrive, like, like a departure and arrival point that we need to get to. It's the actual just dropping into movement itself. Like, like we live in, we, we live in a constancy of change. Like change is just, it just is. So like if we drop into presence and we allow the body to move and we allow like we pour the presence of truth through the movement of the body, something will change. Like nobody can actually, actually tell you what that's going to be because if we actually surrender to it, we don't know where we're going to arrive, but it will be different than point A where we began. And to me, that's like, that's like the, the only promise that, that like I feel like we can, <laughs> we can make on this is that like, I can guarantee you that like two hours later, you'll be in someplace different. <laughs> right. It's called movement. You're moving from one place to the next, right? You're, you're being moved. But I, but I do think that like the biggest, a huge thing is that idea that like all, like all of you is welcome. And that in my experience, the stuckness of anything is unpleasant and the expression of anything when it's done creatively and a creative expression actually feels good. It might be scary sometimes. Like I've had really like big things that I've allowed myself to move into. And it's been like prior to it, I've been like, what am I about? To, like, what am I about to face physically? Like what thematically am I about to, to creatively work with? And also I have found that when I let it move through and I keep myself tethered and in my body, it feels good. It feels better than the stuckness. So. And what I love about what you were just saying before, like, it sounds like what you said before about like Netflix and um, and phone that and and I and a, and a carton of ice cream that like, of if it's done mindfully, if you're choosing it, if you're actively choosing it with awareness, then of course those things are, can be enjoyable and be, and be wonderful. And that's why we gravitate towards things because we like those things and they're good. It's the, it's the, it's, it's doing it from a place of not awareness, right? It's, 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 it's kind of, it's the numb, it's the numbness and the unintentional going into those, those patterns that mm. keep us in that stuckness. But you're right. If, you know, if you can notice, oh, I'm stuck 
or I am feeling X, Y, or Z, and what I really need is, is this, mm-hmm. um, then, then all of it is possible and all of it is kind of quote unquote healthy in that way. Yeah, I definitely think that's been a, a gift of, of this practice or any um, like meditation practice is, the, is like in my experience is a greater awareness. So even if my, even if my behavior is not changing, I'm at least able to say, okay, I'm like, I'm coping. Like I'm watching Netflix today. Okay, it's coping day. Today is all about just staying here and not wanting to like zoom out. I, I, I tend to be, I'm a, I mean, I'm a Pisces. So I like will go into like my little movie theater in my brain and just like disappear. And, um, and so, yeah, sometimes like that's just, that's, and, and to me, I want to acknowledge that like, I think that is art. Like, I think that is people is our brilliance at work. I think that is like, you know, like creative genius is like finding all of the ways to navigate the experience of life and stay here for it is mm. that is also art. Not escaping, but staying here with it for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, when we talk about discomfort, we talk about, um, you know, how you're holding space for others. Uh, you also, I'm sure, throughout the course of your day, week, month, are experiencing your own um, pain, your own discomfort in your own life. And, and how have you found that the movement practice kind of allows you to navigate through that for yourself? And, and how, like, how has that been um, healing for you in your own journey? Oh my gosh, it's been like, yeah, it's, I mean, from so like from from a from a day to day perspective and like a like a you know longer term like like macro perspective, uh, it's been so important for for me to like I guess maintain. I want to say like maintain wellness, but you know that obviously a sense of that would that would have to be defined right because that's a very broad thing to say, but. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, like, for example, I spent, I spent like, I still like, I still work in hospitality at times. And I've spent like, I spent like, like 10 years in New York City hospitality. And I, I the last, the last five years, if I didn't have a dance practice to move, um, to move in and like to move in and explore and also out of the sense of constriction that I had, because I would work in these places and I would get a tense body as a result of the environment that I was in. And, and it, and I had a weekly or twice weekly practice of going in and kind of like feeling into the, the, the tensions, the subtle ones and the really big ones and, and being able to move, move those creatively. And then ultimately being able to work with like a sense of, of openness and contraction. Eventually my awareness of it got, to the point where I could work with it on the fly while I was on the floor in the middle of a really busy, like fine dining service. And I could be like, I could be like, how am I, how am I working with my energy? How am I working with my sense of openness and contraction um, of like pushing beyond myself, like pushing beyond my energy or staying in the center of myself? Um, all of that, I was able to be able to access in the middle of a, of a, of a really busy dinner shift, which wasn't the case when I start when I started. So, so like the idea of like practical tools, like like again, like it's a really practical thing to. 
be able to uh, have a practice of just, like I said, just like occupying the body, like just coming in and feeling and spending time. Cause then when you take it off the, the dance floor, um, it can translate into like a lot of different ways. And for me, that was, that was how it translated. I remember, I remember getting to a place where I was just like, okay, I'm going to be working in this very fast paced, intense environment. And I no longer want to have that like energy leak that I would get where I would feel so depleted after a service, mostly because of my sense of stress during the service. Like I would just get incredibly stressed out. And by the time I finished my, but yeah, by the time I finished my shift, I would, I would be fried um, and tired. And so I remember working with being like the, the things that I'm learning on the dance floor in my in my movement classes that I'm finding in my body I want to bring those into my my serving shift and I and I want to challenge myself that I can be busy and I can be moving quickly but I want to always feel like a sense of peace like a still point and like can I find that because I could I would also do that when I would dance like chaos in the five rhythms room and we would be on the Tuesday night when everybody would be super activated and the whole room would be just like wild and like letting it go and doing that for a few years I was able to feel and access like the center of my body that there was a place that was very quiet and and so using that somatic knowing and bringing it into like a serving shift is like an example of one way that these can translate for tools mm. off the dance floor too in many ways like that's just one very simple way but for me my experience because I worked four days a week in a restaurant it was a huge shift because I was suddenly able to like not have my nervous system fried every night four nights a week amazing yeah so I want listeners to just be reminded that uh, you can access everything that Nico is putting out into the world right now through his Instagram page, uh, Bodywork. And um, there's just so many beautiful offerings that you're putting out into the world. I've had the experience to, to come to three different events that you've been putting, <laughs> putting out and, and they've, they've literally moved me uh, both emotionally and, and, uh, and spiritually uh, and physically. Uh, and so what is the container you're trying to, to create for people? What is the, what is it something that you want them to leave with, um, with, from one of your experiences? Well, I think, um, you know, I, ideally it's very similar to like what my first experience was when I was on like a five rhythm stance for, um, I remember go like going into I remember going into that to the space the first time that I was there I remember being very very uncomfortable and nervous because it was such an open container and being like wait I have to like actually have authority here over what I do and how I move and my creative like creativity and I wasn't super comfortable with that I wanted somebody to tell me what to do so I could try to do something correctly mm. rather than just do something totally and and then fast forward to, you know, an hour and a half into the class. And I was like, so alive and so surrendered and so wild and so much was moving through me. And I remember like fast forward a few classes later, 
my body made the connection because I used to be like, why do I lose myself so much to this like big dance? Like what? Like like I noticed that it didn't happen to every single person in the room, but like why was I like having this like huge wild experience? And it was like six classes later where I was like finally felt the thread of of like my journey clicking in and finally felt myself being like, oh, I'm doing this because I came from a place where like I was like squelching my expression mm. for many years. I was squelching who I was for many years. And my body knew that and was being like, I'm fucking here. I'm like, I'm gonna express myself as like to the edge of my kinosphere. I'm just going to give everything. And like the feeling that I had after that, like like no embodiment studying, like I, you know, I remember I barely could feel my feet like I was probably super ungrounded, like all of that. But I remember landing at the end of that class and being like, I am so alive and mm -hmm. I am so present and I am so here and I'm fascinated with what just happened because I had never tasted anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if it was like, what, what could I hold space for that we could taste together? Because I think a huge part of this is that we do it together. I do teach like, you know, or I, I don't like the way to teach. I, I lead a, an ex, you know, an ecstatic dance practice. So like that, that activation, that touching ecstasy is kind of in the, in the map of what we do. I, I would hope for us in our own ways, however we get there to, to experience that sense of just being so surrendered to, to motion that there's this sense of wonder at the end that there's this sense of, of just like, I don't know what just happened, but I just went on this journey and that we come back to it all the time and that that practice will take a million different shapes because the journey will always be different. Love it. But that when we give time and space, you know, the body, truth, presence, it all just starts to kind of coalesce and teach us. So it like does itself. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, leaving people with a sense of wonder and curiosity and awe uh, about what is possible. I, I know that, you know, sometimes I take a step back when I'm in a class and I'm just amazed that that we I'm in a room with people who are moving in such miraculous ways, you know, and, and I just am so grateful to you uh, for, for facilitating those experiences for me personally and also for all of us. Uh, and I just want more people to be exposed to uh, this sort of open-hearted uh, movement practice um, so once again, we're speaking with Nico Allen. He is a New York City based movement catalyst. And uh, we've already mentioned several times, but make sure to find him on Instagram so you can stay connected with everything that he is putting out into the world These beautiful offerings right now uh, on body work, body W underscore RK. There's no O in work. A note on I noted that when we were coming up with the name of the class, when I was like, like thinking about what I wanted to call it, I wanted, I, I found myself really hating the word work, like yeah. W-O-R-K. Like I was like, I don't want us to be doing any work. Mm. Um, and so it just came like, as we were, as I was like writing the, the copy and I was, you know, having, um, having a friend uh, like edit it, it became this thing where we were like, okay, let's make work a four letter word yeah. or mess or mess with it every time. So like, it. like underscore or like add an E or like, like, let's just like always make sure that like work is 
not in almost, its usual form. It's almost like you're treating work like an expletive. That you yeah. Have, like you have to hide one of the letters. And that's really funny. So thank you so, so much for uh, opening my mind, opening my heart, opening the heart and minds of our listeners today. Uh, it's been such a joy um, just being able to connect with you in this way and in this space. Um, and I can't wait to move with you again on the dance floor. Thank you, Noah. This was fun. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So thank you once again to Nico and thank you for going on this journey and exploration today of creativity and the body. Make sure you are staying connected with us on all our social media platforms to be kept up to date on performances and workshops that are coming up. We release new podcasts every Wednesday as we continue to explore the meeting points of wellness and creativity. We would love to hear your feedback on these podcasts and how we can improve the experience for you please feel free to reach out to us at info at and share your reflections and insights. I'm looking forward to being back here with you next week, reminding everyone that we are all creative and it's never too late to be happier, healthier. We can all be majors. Capital, capital.